Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Metadata. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 140 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we talked about the growing world of mobile apps, what we refer to as the planet of the apps, how we use mobile apps, and and what apps we like these days. The idea for this episode, and it's kind of a, a meta episode, comes from questions we get about the best ways to obtain, subscribe to, and listen to podcasts. And we not only wanted to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, but we also wanted to explain what that actually means and how you might actually do that. Tom, what's on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we'll be explaining uh, what many of you may take for granted, the fundamentals of finding and listening to podcasts, and then some of our recommendations for how to do that better. In our second segment, we'll share some of our favorite podcasts to give you a starter list of the podcasts that you might want to try out, the lessons that you learn in this episode. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start using the second that this podcast is over. But let's get started on our first subject and our main topic, and that's the fundamentals of consuming podcasts. Uh, You and I were together at the ABA Law Practice Division meeting in in San Diego last week. We had a great time. Uh, We got to talking with our friends at the Legal Talk Network, and I guess I should stop for a second and give a watermelon shout out to our friends at the Legal Talk Network. And one of the things we talked about was really the simple mechanics of how people listen to podcasts and, and that it's easier for some than others. Uh, and, and how it can be both simple, and I think that in some ways it's simple, and but it can also be complex at the same time. Uh, we've also seen, I think uh, you and I both have seen some articles lately talking about how podcasts are in a renaissance period, which seems odd to me since uh, I, nothing much has changed on my end as far as the, the, the popularity of podcasts. But we did think that it would make sense to provide a basic guide to finding and consuming podcasts, uh, legal or otherwise. Dennis, before we decide whether or not there actually is a podcast renaissance, maybe uh, maybe it might be worth revisiting that actual definition of a podcast and, and how it might have changed over the years. Yeah, I think that there is sort of this technical uh, definition of podcasts, which I would really try to simplify and say it's delivery of media, uh, mainly audio, but it could also be video, through a feed that's typically going to be an RSS feed. Um, But I I think that's sort of the technical notion. But I I think you think of it more of episodic uh, content and a regular series of those episodes that you can subscribe to uh, so that the new episodes come to you in a, a type of software that's a you know a, a podcasting uh, or a podcast listening type of software that could be iTunes it could be another uh, dedicated podcasting uh, software program uh, I think another way to describe it is radio on demand. Um, and then I also think it's important part of the definition, Tom, is that a lot of people say, I don't have an 
an iPod, so how can I even listen to podcasts? And and so I think those things, at, at the simplest part of it, uh, for me, it's as I'm getting these audio shows, and the radio on demand, I think, is a great part of it, but the fact that I can subscribe to it is is probably the main thing. And then the other thing I, I've really found useful uh, when talking about podcasts is there's a time-shifting element to it. And we can talk about that in connections of, of the podcasts of, say, like NPR shows and stuff like that. So you can actually listen to a show or a podcast whenever you want to, so you're not stuck to the time um, that it's actually broadcast or streamed out over the internet. So it that's that I think the other aspect of podcasting is it's it's that demand or time shifting element of it. Well, let me ask you because that's one of the things I've seen lately. I saw was listening to I guess I was a podcast that I was listening to and and they were making a distinction by saying that radio shows and I know that you and I both listen to NPR radio shows saying that radio shows really aren't podcasts uh, because they're radio shows that podcasts are uh, gonna be the the internet only recordings that people do and send out and I really don't think you know based on what you said that um, that that's it's really not fair to those radio shows that really if we're thinking about podcasts we're thinking about uh, we're thinking about audio recordings no matter how they're originally delivered whether they're on radio or whether they're just online um, that that come in a syndicated subscription based format that can be consumed at any time would would you agree with that, or is uh, are the articles I'm reading on point? You know, Tom, I, when you said that, I just flashed back to the early days of blogging, and I, I would be <laughs> blogging and find that somebody had come up with some new definition that seemed to indicate that what I was doing was not, not blogging, blogging, but but you know. They what they were doing certainly was blogging, and that was the one true way of blogging. So I, I think that people overthink this, and like I said, there are technical definitions of podcasts. Um, but I, I think, as a practical matter, the way we look at it, it is that that sort of episodic audio content um, that you can get. And and frankly, if I'm listening to something, whether it's a radio show or a lecture recording or an actual podcast that's, that's calls itself a podcast, I don't really care. I, I'm interested in the content and the fact that I can listen to it uh, whenever I want. Well, for me, the thing that really distinguishes a podcast and, and that, that makes it what I'm going to, one of the themes I'm going to be talking about in this segment is for me, how easy it is to get and consume podcasts. And I think that part of what makes that easy is that the podcasts are made available through a feed. And those of you who've listened to our podcast in the past, um, uh, to our show in the past, have we, we, we've talked about RSS feeds uh, forever. Uh, we've talked about how they are a great tool for getting and consuming information without having to go out and do a whole lot of work. And and we've tried not to make it, you know, we try, tried to say that you don't really have to understand how these feeds work. You just have to understand that they allow you to subscribe to something so that it comes to you when it's ready and not doesn't force you to go out and get that. And I think that's what makes um, the podcast so convenient is that with the right tools, you can subscribe to the podcast that you want and have them delivered automatically to you without you having to think about it. And, and I think we're going to be talking about some of those tools that allow you to do that um, to get that 
done. Although, although there are some podcast tools that uh, that don't really rely on that, they, they they're a little bit more helpful. I know that you put in the show notes a tool called Huff Duffer, which is something that that you and I have both used, and I think you actually are using it a whole lot more than me. Um, I I really like the tool, but I haven't had to use it lately. It's a the benefit of the of a tool like Huff Duffer for me is if I find a recording out there that's not actually a, a podcast, it's not part of a feed, and it's not syndicated, so I can't subscribe to it, but it's somebody just recorded something and threw it up on their website, I can use the Huff Duffer site, and we'll put put it in the show notes, to, to actually uh, create a, a mini feed for it and download it directly into the, the, the app that I use for podcasting. Is that kind of how you use Huff Duffer? I actually use it in a completely different way, and, and that's I, I think I that's, that's sort of the interesting thing when we talk about podcasting listening because Tom I think our approach is although we kind of end up at the same place that we're listening to the podcast we want whenever we want the way we go about doing that is so different um, in, a, in, in almost every way so I when I used HuffDover it was actually to find specific things that I was looking for or the other part of uh, you know so I, I could do a search for either the speaker the topic whatever that's what I liked about HuffDuffer, and then I just grabbed the episode I want. I wouldn't have to subscribe to a particular podcast uh, to get that because I'm just you just download the the audio file, uh, which of course would uh, be an affront to the person who defines podcasts so <laughs> technically. Um, and then the other way is that uh, HuffDuffer has a nice list of newest podcasts that people. Uh, put put links up to, and that can be a good way to find just interesting, uh, you know, podcast episodes that are uh, uh, might be might be of of interest to you. So I think that's that's really part of it, Tom. That uh, people do listen to podcasts in in sometimes completely uh, different ways, and and it is instructive every time I talk to you when I realize how different uh, each of our approaches is. Um, Tom, the other thing I like that I think is important about podcasts and uh, th- the way that you consume them is is how much user control there is. So I don't know, Tom, I, I think playlists, uh, the speed that you listen to, you speed up, slow down. You can fast forward to what you want. You can reverse if you stop paying attention and want to go back and hear something. Um, so I think that user control is another aspect of a podcast that um, it's very important because otherwise, if you're listening in real time, you got to, you know, kind of listen to stuff you're not interested in. But with a podcast, you can skip across parts that aren't interesting to something that might be more interesting. So there is, that again, another sense of the time shifting that we do on TV. Um, podcasts allow you to do that as well. Well, and I think, though, that that's um, a benefit that has been more recent to podcasting than before, because I certainly don't remember having all those advantages when I subscribed to a, put a podcast on my iPod, for example. I don't remember being able to do that, but but some of the apps that are used these days for podcasting are really pretty sophisticated and allow you to pretty much set the rules on how you want to listen to things and set up, like you said, set up playlists for different categories or different types of podcasts and to to control how they get played. And I know that you and I both uh, swear by speeding things up. I, I 
frankly listen to too many podcasts that if I listened to them in real time, I'd never get through them all. And I, I suspect you may be the same as well. But I think that those kinds of tools are uh, a more recent, uh, you know, the, the sort of with the rise of of apps and smartphones and the ability to to consume these things on mobile devices, I think we've seen a lot more powerful features being added. And I know that there's a, some tools that have come out that actually have some really interesting ways of 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 customizing the information that comes to you based on your listening habits. Uh, really, some interesting things that are happening. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing about podcasts too, and this goes back to the to the name, is that you can listen to to them. On, on many devices, so you can listen to on on a smartphone. You can listen to on an iPod. You can listen to them on a you know a non Apple uh, player. You can listen to them on an iPad or other tablet. You can listen to your desktop. You can listen on a laptop. Um, there's a whole bunch of approaches uh, that you can take, and so I think freeing yourself from the notion of you know, the podcast is something that's only listened to on an iPod. Is it can be a real eye opener because I sometimes people talk about or talk to me about our podcast and they haven't really listened to it. And there's sort of two things that will come up. One is that they they're not sure they can listen to it because they don't have an iPod, uh, which comes up. And then the other thing is that they've listened to one episode, but they don't ha- know how to, to get the next one. And so um, I'm always trying to spend some time talking people through that. Uh, but I've found, Tom, and, I, and we've talked about this a bit, is it really it can be difficult to tell people how to actually consume our podcast and, and listen to it. Well, and I'd really like to know, you know, we, we say at the end of this podcast that if you've got a question or want to say something, then send us a tweet or send an email. I'd really be interested to know, and and maybe maybe I'll set up a, a poll in our show notes to have people uh, let us know how they consume this podcast because I would imagine that it's all over the place. And, and, and just taking our podcast as an example, you've got a number of different ways that you can consume it. You can go directly to the webpage on the Legal Talk Network website, and there's a, an embedded player there. You can play it directly from the webpage and listen to it right then and there. And I imagine that there's a lot of you that do that. Just listen to it straight from the webpage. Um, there's a link there where you can download the file. You download it directly to your computer, and you can then listen to it in any audio player that'll play a, an mp3 file on your computer you can import that into itunes and listen to it there you can move it onto your phone or your ipad and listen to it in in any number of of different ways i think that's what i think dennis you're you're talking about is that there's just so many different ways to do it uh and and i think no way is the wrong way i think it's uh it's it's whatever makes sense to you and however however you're best able to do it but i know that we wanted to spend some time today kind of going through how we handle it uh and 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 i'm wondering if maybe this is the right time to start talking about it dennis how 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 do you use podcasts do you want to kind of go through your your workflow for that yeah, so this gets to the you know the job to be done notion. So what am I hiring podcasts to do? Well, I like to. I'm I'm going to give an example of something I just did this evening as as well to talk people through this. So I tend to use or listen to podcasts uh, in my on my commute, which is 
can be kind of long these days. Uh, when I'm working out, and sometimes when I'm just doing stuff around the house. So I tend to favor uh, shorter podcast, but because I listen at now one and a half times speed, uh, which is the great thing about podcasts, as you speed it up, it doesn't distort in the way that we're, you know, people are used to the old chip bunking thing when, when uh, you sped things up. That's not how podcasts work. So you can actually get through uh, things faster. So that that's an important aspect of, of how I do things. And then I have episodic podcasts that I listen to um, on a regular basis. Some I'll start to listen to, decide whether it's important enough to me or, or not to keep listening. And some, the episode will come up and I'll, I know I'm not interested in it. And then I also try to find podcasts on certain topics. And so this is the example I want to give. So Today I was talking to somebody about uh, Eric Rice's book called The Lean Startup, and I I wanted to learn more about it and to get the sort of basic principles from that book. Now, there's a couple ways you can go. Obviously, I could read the book. I could download a Kindle version of the book. I could even get an you know an audio version of the book. I could also go to a site like Get Abstract and uh, get a summary of the book. And I could find some stuff on the web or maybe a presentation that somebody had done on it. But I, I like audio of that. And so a lot of times, especially with business books, what I like to do is to go on iTunes, do a search for the author and the book title, and then look at, at try to find some podcast episodes where that author has been interviewed about the book or discussed the book. Because I figure they're going to hit the highlights of that book and give the best examples and summarize it, usually in a half hour or so. And and I like that approach. And I typically will then go ahead and grab, you know, three or four of those episodes that look promising. And I'll listen to them. If Actually, if I like the podcast, I'll go ahead and subscribe to that podcast for a little while and see what the other episodes might be. So it just becomes part of my playlist of, of how I I do things. And so that's a really common way that I use podcasts, I think is is sort of unusual when I talk to people, but I like listening to things on audio and it's a, it's a great way for me to get summaries. Um, and then the other thing, Tom, I, I'm a big iTunes user for a podcast because I put podcasts on four different devices that I might listen to at, uh, at different places in, in, during my day or not, probably not all in the same day, but, but that I can listen to. And so I have duplication on all those devices. So I bring things, I subscribe in iTunes, I download the episodes into iTunes and I put them on, uh, to devices. I also pull them into a playlist and my playlist is organized with the from the shortest uh, recordings to the longest. And that allows me to get through more things. I'm just sort of my approach is I can kind of work through a list by listening to the shorter ones first. And and that's my typical approach. I think it's, if I step back, I go, geez, that's really complicated, but it really works for me. And Tom, I know you do exactly the opposite. And we uh, <laughs> we often say there's Dennis's way of doing podcasts and there's the right way. And the right way is is Tom's way. So Tom, why don't you tell people how your way is like probably a hundred times better than mine? I think it depends. I mean, you like you said, you have a job to be done and that process works for you. I like to take a slightly more streamlined approach. I don't... 
I probably should, but I don't have the same um, thoughts to go and find podcasts on topics that I want to learn more about. I probably should. I just don't do that very often. I typically will find a podcast that I like. I'll subscribe to it. I'll get that information. And as a result, I've subscribed probably to 20 or 30 different podcasts that I get lots of recordings on every week. But I really like to simplify. And and so I've decided that I centralize on my phone. My phone is going to be with me pretty much wherever I happen to be. It's at home. It's in the car. It's it's. And when I'm traveling, um, like you, I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm walking the dogs, when I'm working out, when I'm uh, when I'm doing other things uh, where I where I need to listen. When I'm in the car, certainly I'm going to listen to podcasts. And my phone is that right tool. I don't feel like I need to have se- separate devices to be able to listen to them. And so for me, um, it's it's a pretty simple process. So the first process is to find a podcast app. And uh, there are a ton of different podcast apps, depending on whether you have a, you know, an iPhone or an Android phone. I'll, I'll list a couple of them in the show notes. Um, the one that I, I think I was listening to Downcast when I was an iPhone user. Uh, since I've moved over to the Android phone, I listen to Pocket Casts. I use Pocket Casts as an app, which is really, really a very good app. Um, they, they both, they all all the ones I'm going to mention have several different ways of subscribing to podcasts. And I'm going to use Pocket Cast as an example because that's what I use. Um, they all should have some directory that you can browse for podcasts. Uh, Pocket Cast has got a separate directory for featured podcasts, for the top 50 podcasts, for in terms of subscribers, uh, for podcast networks that have different types of podcasts, or even categories if you want to subscribe to look at business podcasts or entertainment podcasts podcasts or things like that. If you can't find what you want, though, there is a search feature, and the search feature lets you put in the name of the podcast. Uh, You know, there was a cybersecurity podcast that a law firm was doing. It's not in the directory anywhere, so I just put in the name of it, and sure enough, it popped right up there. Uh, And you can even put into that search feature um, a a, a URL. So every podcast feed will have an address, an internet address, just like an RSS feed, and you can actually put that in there. It's a little complicated to do that but it will it will take those feeds and let you subscribe to them but once you subscribe that's to me that's the hard part um you'll just start to receive those podcasts whenever new ones are released um i i like i said your your app can provide a lot of power over how many past episodes it can keep you can set up those playlists for certain kinds of podcasts and then there's different options i think i if you're just at one and a half times i'm probably not getting as much for my podcast as you are because i'm up a little bit over twice as fast even though the the pocket cast app can go up to three times as fast which i find does actually sound a little bit like chipmunks um i though i and i suspect another way that i'm different from you and you can tell me, Dennis, is, is that I suspect you probably keep more podcasts than I do. I My usual routine is, is that once I listen to a podcast, I delete it. I don't need it on my phone anymore. But the nice thing is, is that a, a good podcast app will allow you to go back and instantly download a, a past episode if you want to go and listen to it again. And I, I do that frequently if there are things that I need to to find. So it's a I think it's a pretty simple process for me. Um, it, it does what I need it to do. Um, I don't know that it's any better or worse than what you do, Dennis. Well, what I want to say is that uh, it's worth mentioning that the 
uh, in the Apple world, the the iOS world, the podcast app has actually improved improved quite a bit over the right. last couple of years. Absolutely, and so I would probably just go ahead and recommend that and not do the iTunes thing that I do. Um, and because you can find a lot of things, you have a lot of control. So I, I think the podcast is apt has become really good. It, it wasn't probably a few years ago. And then the other thing I found is if you use iTunes in the way I do, every time there's an update, it dramatically <laughs> changes the way they deal with podcasts. So, and and part of the reason I think is that they're they have two expectations. I believe one is that people are moving over to the podcast app who listen to podcasts. So the you know the what you can do with podcasts and iTunes is sort of less less helpful and and less of a priority and so and I also think they want you to to move that way so um, sometimes it can be a little frustrating um, and then uh, Tom as you were saying once you've done the subscription thing and a lot of times the easy thing to do in the uh, subscription is to to go to your podcast and find the little button that says iTunes and you you click on it and I think this is one of the hard things about podcasts until you get the hang of it you'll click on it and it pops open the screen that asks you if you want to open the you know an application and it can be a little confusing so once you go through that it opens up iTunes and you're able to subscribe um, and also you have to fool around a little bit with the settings I typically just when I come home from work just do a refresh in iTunes and that pulls in all the new podcasts that arrive during the day and then I you know put them into playlists or have them automatically go into playlists so that's a couple of things um what else I mean I think there's Tom I want to hit a few things I've learned lately and one of the things you said is that uh, about keeping podcasts I really kind of stepped back from that and I don't do that as much anymore and part of the reason is that search of podcasts has become really good and so uh, the fact that, uh, you know, I probably won't listen to something a second time, but I know I can go out and find it again. It's a lot easier to do that now. The one thing I that, that I don't like about podcasting yet, and I wish we could kind of figure out a way to do this, is that if I find a great podcast and I would like to tell somebody, it's really hard to say, here's a link to this great podcast. Right. And you know, if you're doing a blog post, I mean, sort of the, the conversation we had with the with our friends at Legal Talk Network was that we could maybe just grab this SoundCloud embedded player and put the actual, you know, a, a link, a playable link to a podcast episode that we liked into a blog post. But it's sort of like a multi-step process, and it's not as easy as just putting a link into an email of a blog post or something. That's really easy. The podcasting is really tricky because you don't know you know, how people are consuming it. Um, and the other less big lesson, and I touched on this, is I think people really need to think like how they're listening to podcasts and on what device. And, and I think that has a big impact on on what you do. And then obviously what your goal is. Are you trying to learn things? Do you want entertainment? Is it just a radio replacement? 
Yeah, and I think I mean I my my wrapping up sort of best advice is is really a recap of what I said before, which is um, if you don't want to make it complicated, you don't have to. You can keep it simple. You can get a, a basic app um, from either the you know either using the podcast app on your iPhone, it works just fine, or using some of these others, which I do think even though the podcast app is good, I think some of these others provide a little bit more functionality, but um, they really make it easy to to listen to them and to and and to manage manage podcast and I I also agree with you on on the fact that it is difficult to share them I, I wish that uh, that podcasts made it easier for you to click a button and instantly share it uh, and 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 maybe maybe we'll look forward to technology uh, or, or or maybe enhancements in websites uh, they can't all uh, have em- embeds like Legal Talk Network with its SoundCloud uh, but but maybe maybe the sharing opportunities will improve in the future. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. As we mentioned earlier, one of the frustrating things about podcasts is that it is difficult to send somebody a link to a podcast or otherwise share it. It's even harder to share the whole list of podcasts that that you listen to. So sometimes you're just talking to somebody and say, oh, you ought to try this podcast or, or that podcast. So we, we thought in this segment maybe we'd share some of our favorite podcasts and you can use uh, the podcast we mentioned to put together a list to help you practice finding, subscribing to, and listening to more podcasts so you can decide for yourself whether we are indeed in a podcast renaissance. Tom, what's what's on your list? So actually, the first thing that I'm going to mention um, is kind of the the hot new podcast of the moment, and it's a podcast called Serial. It's uh, from the folks who do uh, This American Life, and they are uh, taking a look at a murder case from 1999, I think it was. It was in the late 90s um, that took place in New Jersey. Guy got convicted. He's in prison now, and they're, take, they're kind of taking a new look at that case case and they're talking to witnesses, they're looking at the evidence, they're thinking that something's wrong and maybe this wasn't exactly right, but trying to figure out it's kind of a mystery, kind of a procedural, um, really, really gripping and you get about 30 minutes a week with a new a new episode of following this case along. I'm really, really interested in Serial. Uh, otherwise, most of my podcasts are would fall under the theme of keeping up. Uh, you know, I keep, uh, I, I do a lot of 
of technology podcasts. I do some news and politics podcasts just to keep up with things. But I think most of my podcasts fall into the area of technology. So in, in no order of importance, you know, I, I still listen to a lot of podcasts on the TWIT network. TWIT stands for This Week in Tech. It's Leo Laporte's Technology Network. Um, I mostly listen to three podcasts most of the time. I listen to Mac Break Weekly about Macs. I listen to All About Android for Android. And I listen to This Week in Google for sort of cloud, uh, cloud stuff. Um, they've got tons of great podcasts on all sorts of technology topics. So I, yeah, I can't... I, I, I can't just say that those three are the only ones. There's a lot of podcasts they do. I think the biggest warning for the Twit Network is lately their podcasts have started to go really long. They they average about 90 minutes each, which is a pretty long period of time for a podcast. I thought you know our podcasts are long, but when you compare them to the Twit Network, uh, we have, ours are very breezy, short podcasts that are going on. Um, other technology podcasts I listen to are uh, I listen to the Daily Tech News Show that Tom Merritt does. I listen to The Verge from uh, from the website of the same name. Um, Cool Tools, uh, which is Kevin Kelly and, and Mark Fronfelder talking with different people about the kind of cool tools that they use. And then a new podcast I've been listening to lately called MVP talks a lot about gadgets and internet tools um, that have just come out. Really, I really like that. I love the Slate Political Gab Fest. I know Dennis and I both like that podcast. Uh, I listen to a number of public radio podcasts, including This American Life. I also like the Political Junkie podcast. Um, and, and then I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of the Legal Talk Network shows and technology podcasts. I regularly listen to our friends, Sharon Nelson and John Simic on Digital Detectives, Sharon and Jim Calloway on The Digital Edge. Uh, but the, the, the technology podcasts from Legal Talk Network are, are also very good. Uh, there are a growing number of legal podcasts that are out there, but I... I don't really listen to them because I, I don't practice anymore, so that doesn't really fall in my wheelhouse. But uh, but the iTunes store, some of these directories will definitely be able to point you in that direction. Dennis, I've been blabbing on for a while. What are, what are some of the ones you listen to that maybe I didn't mention? Well, I just want to echo the Cool Tools podcast because that's just been really terrific lately. And uh, um, I'm always finding something something interesting to either think about or to download or to think about buying on, on that one. I'm going to take a, a bit of a lighter approach to things because we, we do overlap on some things. And so I often use podcasts as a little way to keep up with uh, news. Um, I've been listening to more BBC stuff because I think their podcasts are really good. Uh, it's the way I keep up with sports. Uh, ESPN's Pardon the Interruption um, is a good example of that. Uh, and it's an example of a TV show that gets converted to a podcast format. Uh, I love a podcast called In Our Time, which is a, a BBC show talking about uh, you know historical, scientific, cultural topics with a group of of three different uh, British uh, professors, uh, which is is always just incredibly interesting. I listen to a lot of business podcasts. So Harvard Business Review, Knowledge at Wharton are examples of of those podcasts, which are great ways to, I think, for lawyers to learn some basic business concepts and to see the things that their clients are probably talking about. Uh, I also like Consuelo Max Wealth Track. It's another uh, 
PBS uh, podcast that's uh, directed toward investing, and it's a set of interviews with great investors, uh, and that's always really interesting. And I'm big on entertainment these days. I mentioned something called the After Buzz uh, TV Network, uh, which is this series of podcasts about that are recorded right after the episode of a show. So they do these podcasts on all kinds of TV shows. So if you have a favorite TV show, you can listen to three or four people talk about the episode. Um, I listen to the next day after the show is on. So it's a good way to uh, catch up with the, the fans and the excitement about your favorite TV shows. And that's what I've been recommending lately, Tom, for people who want to uh, experiment with podcasts because it's, it's something that you know you're going to be interested in and will give you a feel for whether you like the format or not. Yeah, and and for those of you who've been listening to us the last five or so minutes, don't worry, I will put links to all the podcasts in the show notes, so hopefully you weren't trying to feverishly take notes while we were talking about things. Uh, but if you're listening to it in a podcast, you can actually reverse and go back and even slow it down so you can take those notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 it's good that you have options, yes. Uh, so now it's time for our parting chats. That one tip website or observation that you can use a second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. So I'm going to keep the uh, p- sort of podcast theme going for my parting shot and recommend a series of interviews that the Legal Talk Network did uh, when they were on site for our ABA Law Practice Division meeting in San Diego on uh, November 6th and 7th. Uh, they they came out, they did recordings with a lot of the leaders of the Law Practice Division talking about um, leadership, talking about women rainmakers, talking about uh, the magazine, talking about all sorts of law practice topics and the things that we're doing in the law practice division. Um, And I think they they got a lot of really interesting people to talk about a lot of really cool topics, not just about the law practice division, but about about things that they're doing uh, uh, to to make it better and easier for lawyers to to provide service to their clients. So uh, take a look at those those interviews. There's, I think, probably 15 or 20 interviews total. They talk to a lot of people and there's a lot of really good content there. Yeah, I think there's going to be some great stuff there. I was pressed into service as a, an interviewer on a couple of those, and I can tell you it's a lot easier prepping for our podcast time than prepping for interviews, especially when you weren't expecting to do interviews uh, at, at that meeting. So, <laughs> But anyways, it was a ton of fun, but... Uh, Interviewing is kind of a, a, a hard job to do. So my parting shot is uh, a, a blog post and an announcement. And and so I'm going to send people to a, a post by Justin Lafferty on the Inside Facebook blog, uh, November 13, 2014. And the topic is that Facebook has introduced something they call privacy basics to give you uh, more control over and, and actually, more importantly, better understanding of your privacy options on Facebook. And so it's I think it's part of this evolution of centralizing and making a, a little easier to find all the privacy controls and to help you understand what what permissions you're giving people on, on Facebook. And so it's a good approach. And I think that anytime there's something like this that comes out, it's a good time to go onto Facebook and try this out and rethink your privacy settings and kind of get them more uh, tuned up to what you would like them to be. So a good development and a good explanation on this blog post of, of what to expect there. 
until, of course, the next time that Facebook changes their privacy settings. No cynicism there. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Information on how to get in touch with us, as well as links to all the topics we discussed today, is available on our show notes blog at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, in your favorite podcast app, or on the Legal Talk Network site. You can get to archives of all of our previous podcasts in all of those places as well. If you have a question that you want answered, a topic for an upcoming podcast, or if you want to tell us how you consume podcasts, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com or send us a tweet. I'm at Tom Mile and Dennis is at Dennis Kennedy. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. Help us out by both subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice, and by telling a couple of your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.